my darlings welcome back to lecker couch reviews we're here to discuss another episode of fairy season three episode three entitled ben mendelson if you do not know this actor he has been in the outsider i believe this is the actor shit i'm gonna fuck up and it's not him maybe it's someone else that's called ben mendelson <laughs> because i think i clicked on the name and it just gives me the episode title for this series and it doesn't give me the actual i know there's an actor that's named ben mendelson he was in the outsider this one was written by emma berry directed by alec berg i gave it a 9.6 out of 10 the shit with noho hank that has me laughing so hard so hard <laughs> and everything to do with barry is just continuing to spiral down this dark place where i am not very sure where it's going to end up and that is the pendulum that is the swing of season three and it might be my favorite season thus far just the tone of it all before we do jump into the recap, wherever you listen to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, and subscribe. And if you want to send feedback for Barry or any other show that I do, blackercouch at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment below. Gene is in a makeup session. He is stuck in the moment from last episode in which Barry revealed himself to be dangerously further down the path of insanity than even he conceived. The Game Boy sound effect was used to absolute perfection as that's all on his mind right now. The safety of his son and grandson as he outwardly unfortunately has to pretend to enjoy it. Further solidifying the horror of a situation, the makeup artist asks if he has children. He's like, yeah, my son Leo and a grandson that are living with me because he lost his job and they have no money. That it, that really does explain, as I had wondered myself, but also having to answer this inquiry with Barry absolutely listening to every word. Pray for me. The producer and the showrunner Brian come in and he said I need more when his offense is not only not recalled by Jean in the past on the set of Murder She Wrote. He apparently attacked this guy named Brian. When he tells him the additional details he's like you threw hot tea in my face because your omelet had chives. And Jean said was I playing a priest? Who the fuck are you man? I think there is some commentary here on the unacceptable behavior actors display towards staff. My rose-colored glasses regarding celebrities unfogged quite some time ago, but considering how much we how much influence that they do have and the perception of who they are versus who other people may know them to be, I think that could be a huge dichotomy. Despite not recalling the incident to Brian's ire, they have given Gene a line due to his inspiring story, uh, mentoring an American hero. 
that's dangerous in itself too, wouldn't it be for Barry? Because the more popular you are, just the same thing why Fuchs said you can't become an actor to begin with, even though it doesn't seem to have, well, he is a nobody at this point, but he's also a man and he keeps getting these bit parts. <laughs> and it, It's like, yeah, you're a real actor, but technically, you know, no one's looking you up or you're not on the star of people yet. But I get the still relevant concern because if he does keep booking stuff and getting his name around and they're like yeah we know this this uh american vet someone's gonna eventually find out he's been dishonorably discharged and they're gonna wonder why and it's all gonna come out and then there's gonna be the connection to chris and the dead marines who were in uniform when they attacked the bolivians gene is rather speechless but barry said what do you say mr cousineau thank you but Tyr is not speechless. He is upset when he realizes that they were hit. Hank's over there. I, I don't, this is, it's a, I do like the way they're paralleling things in this season thus far. Because not only is Cristobal under suspicion, Hank certainly is by Batir. And he says, you know, oh, thank goodness that that Groupon expired or that was going to be expiring, that we went on that bus tour. The heroine was safe, but now Batir wants to strike back at the Bolivians and Cristobal while Hank thinks it may be neighborhood kids just being chodes and that it's time to activate Operation Patsy, which is Fuchs. Operation Patsy. Apparently last episode, that look he was giving was one of love when he saw Anna. Apparently that did not translate well for me. Maybe I just don't even see him as a person capable of loving or even being embraced by anyone. And he has found some contentment as a Chechenian farmer. They offer him to come back tonight as he says Barry has cooled his heels. He is uh, looking like shit mentally unstable and you are nowhere on his radar. And he wasn't even lying about that. But Fuchs declines having found some happiness. But because Fuchs cares about Barry, despite his best and worst inclinations, he ends up setting things in motion. He can't just let things go. Hank is very deflated. <laughs> but Batir comes out having listened to the whole conversation on his office phone, tells him now suicide mission is on tonight. If you're feeling suicidal, you've come to the right place. Sally is concerned about being in the spotlight. She's nervous about her press junket and a little neurotic, but I'm actually happy to see she is focused on herself. Maybe while I agree it was a regressing, maybe I was a little off kilter on her culpability level in the acceptance of that. But I also stand by what I said, or if I didn't say it, I'm saying it now. Sally feels like she's either content being the abuser or the abused. And both situations are not great because I'm not going to sit here and pretend like Sally treats Barry like he's not a dog. It doesn't matter that Barry allows himself to be treated in this manner. She certainly enjoys being in that level of control. And that makes both of them and the wrong in their relationship, not healthy, any way you look at it. 
but she is back on track at least thinking about herself first and not trying to make Barry happy just because he got angry with her she says that she's sweating and Natalie I love Natalie I have good deodorant the cancer kind (laughs) out of everyone I'm glad they brought back her even though I do miss Sasha her romper is I'm a woman but don't treat me like one I never dress with such intention I feel horrid I fat shamed Lindsay last episode when she's clearly pregnant I think Lindsay was also in something else was she on Saturday Night Live am I just misremembering that it's funny when Chloe is nervous she is the Sally the confident one ensuring her there's nothing to be worried about I truly do feel for the actors doing press junkets because even watching those interviews I do not watch interviews very often but on a rare occasion recently I watched a few interview with the vampire ones and they're so repetitive if I'm watching and I'm like man this sucks I can't imagine how the actors must feel uh you know it's in in uh insincere you exposed you're sitting there being introduced to, to strangers who have no interest in knowing who you are what you're really doing they're just it's a marketing strategy it's artificial you're a product and you're selling that product that product having any personal relation to you is irrelevant you and your opinion is rather irrelevant i could see it being i think it was taken into a a whole much more exasperating level but i bet the bet you there's some sense because they were asking the same fucking questions and then you have to give back these rehearsed answers that every single last one you just you fall back into a pattern routine and you give the same stuff and you're not even supposed to talk about certain things so you have to stay stick to this really script so it's nice when people try to do fun things like there was an interview i recently i'm like i don't watch interviews and i watch too but there i only glanced and it was only a minute but uh it was Letitia wright and oh i always forget his name I always forget to say plays Namir and uh Black Panther and they were at least feeding them and I was like yeah that's that's what you can do you can give me some authentic Mayan food (laughs) and have me answer these questions and I'm fine with it but you know it's the same shit for different media outlets but it is part of the job and the reason why you get paid a significant amount of money just to promote something that you are in but only are about the face of 10 percent, 25 at the most they asked her who should be the next spider-man and she said ben Mendelssohn, and that's when it was the the title funny because he is definitely not at all like she's very out of touch she's from an older generation uh, she hasn't been prepped very well by Lindsay, i think the line that gene has is i accept your apology oh my god we know this because barry and he rehearse in the trailer this was clearly at the suggestion of barry to force gene into a reality in which he does forgive him and he is willing to force it if he has to barry goes on and on about his plans to visit the studio like you didn't kill my girlfriend and i have follow-up questions question one did she suffer 
he does realize, yeah, I'm probably not going to avoid. And if I am going to atone, that I am going to have to answer these questions. And he shakes his head that no, she did not suffer. Gene is feeling an immense amount of guilt, however, as he figures out the guy from the woods was the uncle that got him into the line of work that he told him about when he first met him. That whole fucking monologue was true. He feels stupid that he didn't realize as much. Then he invited this man to his cabin. Uh, He brought up this story at the dinner. Janice figured it out. If he hadn't, Barry brushes this aside, simply saying, you know, don't, don't carry the weight of that. Janice was just good at her job. But they have good things going right now. And they have both done terrible things. True, true, but not at all comparative. And it's insulting to even insinuate that we are on the same path level of the terrible things. I am a terrible shit human being. As far as treating people, you are a psychopathic murderer who needs to be hospitalized at the most, jailed at the least most. Because I do think, I mean, no, I still think he needs to go to jail. That's just my sense of justice. I don't care if it's fiction. I'm still going to to lean on my sense of justice. I think that's the only way you truly do atone or you die. (laughs) But I don't really want Barry to die. I want Barry to grow. Uh, but him, you know, telling them we got a good thing going. Then that, I think what really hit me hard was, oh, with, uh, the, the whole thing was just really unfortunate. (laughs) And your book, Gene, it really helped me. Barry misconstrued his morality Bible or acting, acting book and considers Gene his Messiah. He's his teacher. By telling him, you said uh, you could be the version of yourself you want to be. He's like, I never said that. It doesn't even matter. That's that's what Barry got from it, right? And he he's just taking this all in. And then he ends it with, I mean, you got a line. You're welcome. Even if you felt some type of empathy for this person at one point, I think that you saying you're responsible for who I am, the positive side, yeah, it puts a lot on Gene, which is why I'm not surprised he could not possibly do what Barry wanted him to do. Like, I cannot go into this fiction. Like, I don't, I can't even entertain the idea, even though the threat in itself is still very much there which is why i also think he didn't think it through and he reacted emotionally fernando is on to cristobal it was not revealed this episode but i felt the look that he gave him cristobal when he gave this weak excuses juxtaposed against the look batir gave hank i think these two men came to two separate conclusions about what they suspect is going on and they're going to have two separate reactions. And I think that if anything we got, at least I'm going to go with it right now, but tears reaction to Hank, he knows that 
okay, I'm not an idiot. (laughs) It seems as if there are two men that you are willing to protect at all costs in this scenario. And I'm not fooled by it. Like too many things are lining up. But Fernando, I felt Cristobal for being such a smart person should have figured out that he was figured out as he's like, you know what? I'm a smart person. There's nothing for us in LA. You drove out here for nothing. Let's just, you know, go back to Bolivia. uh, Tell the guys that we're not going to do the raid in the middle of the day. That sounds like a perfectly lucid idea. If you're trying to do a gang war, if you're trying to, avenge the the men that you lost no instead he he thinks he should take them out to dinner and he agrees with this and I'm like dude Cristobal you're weak <laughs> I had respect for you but I think that you I think Hank has more going because at least he's continuing to try to uh what's the word I'm looking for root cause problem solve it Hank is going to voicemail Batir comes back with a box which contains a bomb he bought off the dark web. Oh, hell no. Akmal and his friend did not move from that corner, did not move while Hank decided to sit next to the bomb, but he was nervous the whole entire time too as he tries to convince Batir that Cristobal is not the threat, but Fernando, he still wants the latter's house blown up. And he says, good luck, Akmal. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. He said, come on, come on. Can we draw, can we draw straws? He's like, who are you, Bruce Willis and Armageddon? (laughs) Hank knows someone to carry out the bomb that is a little El Loco. So he texts Barry and asks if he still needs therapy and a job. (laughs) He says no. We didn't see him text no, but because he picked up the phone, he says, I said no, Hank, except A, it's Fuchs and B how you acting like like Hank is bothering you now when you just showed up at his home unannounced looking the worst for wear begging for this help this is what Barry does sometimes when things are going positive for him he is very quick to to cast aside anything that's associated with his other life but it is his other life that continues actually people in his other life that continue to pull him in. Yes, but certainly help him. Like you didn't, I would have never texted you if you didn't never come to me. So Fuchs calls Barry and this could lead to nothing but, but badness between them because while he apologizes for what he did or what more like what Barry thinks he did between him and Mr. Cusino, which he actually did do, which Barry does in fact do know. He asked him where he is. He's like, I'm in the hospital. <laughs> when Barry's like, I don't want to apologize. He's like, you piece of shit. You owe me an apology. I can help you choose a few for shooting at me and for trying to kill me. What is this water under the bridge? This is not how it goes. Barry claims that he and Gene are fine. So he's delusional. And I need more context on, I don't feel like we got, and if that's what we get season four or at the end of the rest of this season, I'm cool with is I need more context regarding Fuchs and Barry. Are they just in this vicious uh, narcissistic relationship? Is Fuchs 
Barry's true father, which is why he can't let him go. He says all the things I've done for him. What is all the things or are these things all imagine that he did for him? Is it just the the matter of narcissists upon narcissists in these very unhealthy and terrible relationships? He literally wants Barry to grovel at his feet in necessity. And the fact that he doesn't need him anymore is what pisses him off the most. Or that he's possibly happy without him. That's not, that's another abusive type of relationship, right? Sally is talking to Chloe. Chloe declines the rides to the premiere with her and Barry in a limo, telling Natalie she is uncomfortable around Barry due to his outburst, which is fair. But from Natalie's perspective, which is also fair, I know this person. I've known them for a while. I understand his temper when, he, when he's having a bad day can be a little much not saying that you are not feeling the way you are feeling but trust me he's been through war he's killed some people that doesn't necessarily mean that he should be seen as a violent person or that he's violent because she tells him about their yelling contest because if anyone is watching for more than the two seconds that this chloe has been around he does treat sally like an absolute queen you know uh, more often than you you see the other side and I know with abuse it, it, stop talking to me like I don't know about mental and physical abuse and how those relationships unfold I fucking had 15 years actually 18 years uh, before it even stopped becoming physical abuse a growing up experience not to mention the own experience I know what it's like okay <laughs> I'm not gonna feel the need to pick and choose my words Fuck that. That's not, no. I, I know what I'm speaking from, from the place of which I'm speaking it from. And if that is offense because I'm not choosing to play the victim card when it comes to Sally, that's what it is. You're going to feel that way regardless. But the simple fact of it is she has those exact same traits that are not, or that are not as heavily criticized because they're not AKA violent. And that is, that's kind of like where you go back and forth, where it's always about the impact on someone. Very, Barry, not very, Barry is a violent person because we know, right? Taking ourselves out of the perspective of you actually knowing and putting yourself in the very small space that Chloe's window is open into the world the reactions people are taking are correct. It's not just blind to the truth. It is, I get what they're trying to push on the agenda in the audience and they're trying to make you do that, but you're not fooling me because that's just not how it authentically goes out. And, and you, I'm not going to be looked over here because you're trying to tell me this. If that's what you were trying to do, it didn't work for me that, you know, this, this was such an upsetting thing that happened. It was, it was like, I would never be, it would be uncomfortable for me. But again, you don't know this person. You don't know these other person. These are adults. And yes, it is a show about abusing and there should be the top of it. But that also is you can't you can't do stuff for people. You can't tell them what they are in and what they are not in. And I think for all as as much as Barry did a bad thing, <laughs> this is not the worst of it even though we know there is more that is the worst of it, that we can't go by that feeling and, and justify it in Chloe's feelings to be feeling the way she is. Is that Mark Paul Glosser? Yeah.
Dean Cannon will not give Barry an apology, even if it's a fake one, slapping him and telling him to stay away from his family, you sick piece of shit, before running off set. Barry, for his part, just calls Hank and tells him in his depressed state that he will do the job. He doesn't care about the thank yous or the appreciation. He just says, I want my money and just tell me where I need to be. We do not care. It's the very next scene that Batir is totally on to Hank and he only grumbles because it's like, look, you, you, I want to kill Barry. You are trying to set him up to do a job to kill someone else that you don't want me to kill as well. And he killed a whole bunch of our guys. I don't, mm-hmm. Anna tries to convince Fuchs and Chechnya to let his revenge go, but Fuchs feels that he is owed. She tells him the story of the Bolum Dila. A landowner wanted land, so he killed all of the people and stole it from himself. Except the dead souls wandered the land. And when the Bolum Dila showed up, he said, you can get revenge or you can choose forgiveness. Everyone except one chooses revenge. They're turned into panthers and they kill the landowners. However, their souls are now stuck in damnation. However, the boy was forgiven and sent to heaven. And that is also the place that that Fuchs tells Hank, like, I'm in heaven. You know, I am content. And he is basically in this moment choosing hell versus any type of redemption. And you have Barry who's trying to choose redemption and not seeking revenge against Fuchs. Like he's like, I'm even over that shit. And even though it didn't fix the relationship <laughs> between him and Gene, uh, he sort of just resorts back to his depressive state. He doesn't seem to be concerned that Gene may go to the police or if he does go to the police, he's just like, I guess we'll get over that hump as we get over that hump. But for right now, I, I just, I don't know where this can go because I still very much feel the threat of he can't go to the police Maybe he's like, yeah, I won't go to police because of the threat to my family, but I'm not going to pretend to keep working with you and allowing you to make this. Like, I only said that shit to you to save my life, but I would have thought that would have continued on for a lot longer. Uh, That is pretty much where we leave at the conclusion of this one. It was really good, really well written and constructed. I continue to praise the performances. And now that this premiere is up for Sally, is Chloe going to sabotage her? Because she was very directly asked about her current boyfriend. And she's like, he's awesome. But it's clear from her face that she's ready to gossip to somebody. And I would be concerned. Once again, wherever you listen to this podcast, remember to like, share, and subscribe. And if you want to send feedback, rockercouch at gmail.com. Until next time, peace, hair grease. Black or magic.